Well, hey there, this is Jim, and I was just thinking. So I had a chance to do something that I have not done in a while. You already probably know what I'm going to talk about because I've uh, very unsecretly put that in the name of this particular episode. But for at least maybe two of the 15 people that listen to this podcast who might not know um, what a magic mile is, I'm going to go ahead and explain that for you. So a magic mile is a training technique. The idea is that you run a mile as fast as you can comfortably you're not supposed to run this thing flat out but as fast as you can comfortably without dying or puking when you're done and you use that as uh basically a reading or you know as to uh what your training should look like going forward Uh, There's a couple of uh, programs that use something similar to a Magic Mile, uh, but the Magic Mile itself comes from the Jeff Galloway program. I wasn't planning on doing a Magic Mile this past Saturday. I was just planning on going on a run with my good buddy, Anthony. We've both had a heck of a year where... We would certainly have loved to run together a lot more than we did in 2022, but it always seemed like either his schedule or my schedule, his health or my health, just seemed to throw a monkey wrench in the the way. So any chance I have to go run, regardless of what the run actually was, I'm going to go and jump on that. And so that's what happened this past Saturday. He started an actual training program for a marathon that he's going to be doing, I believe, in April. Might be March, but I believe it's April. And so one of the things that his coach wanted him to do was a magic mile in order to kind of figure out how we're going to structure Anthony's training going forward. This wasn't the first time Anthony had done a magic mile. But it was the first time he had done a magic mile as part of training he was actually doing. He did one with me when it was part of my training. But there is definitely a difference between doing it because your friend's doing it and doing it because you've just paid money to a coach who's now telling you you have to do this. So I gave him a couple of pointers on what I had learned from doing the magic mile. One of those, of course, is on your very first one, don't worry about how fast you are, all right? You may be faster than you think. You may be slower than you think. The purpose of this, though, is just to get a ballpark as to where you should be when you do your training. Obviously, if you run this uh, a bit too fast, all right, so you don't listen to the instruction not to run flat out, and you're lucky and you get a slightly faster time, you have now cemented that slightly faster time than you can really do comfortably as what you're going to need to train with. And you've just made your training for the next six weeks 
that much harder. So much better to go ahead and just, you know, run comfortably fast and get something that you can actually train with. I was there for a different reason, though. On Thursday, I did a five-mile run around my neighborhood. And starting to notice that my fitness is coming back. And I did a five-mile, and I don't remember the exact time, um, but I finished with an average pace of somewhere around like 9.35 a mile, somewhere in that neck of the woods. And I give you the pace just so you can gauge um, what happened. This is not a, uh, a bragging thing because, again, for some people who listen to here, 9.35 is not bragging, all right? I have some friends who are much faster than that, so that would not be considered bragging to them, all right? So this is just for context. But anyway, I got back and I was extremely happy with that 9.35 per mile for five miles on the hills and valleys of my neighborhood. And I remember thinking to myself, geez, you know, if I can do 9.35 average for five miles straight through on hills, I wonder how fast I could be if it was flat. Not thinking that I was going to get a chance to find that out in two days. Fast forward to Saturday. So I told Anthony, I said, I don't want you worrying about how fast I am or maybe not am. You're not racing me. You're out here for yourself. So we did a, a mile warm up, which is what you should do before you go and do anything hard. And I said, I'm going to let you go. And I'm going to let you get a full half a lap on me before I start. That way, we will not be passing each other. You won't hear me coming up behind you. You won't be trying to chase me or anything like that. You're just going to be free to go and do whatever it is you do. All right? And so that's what we did. I let him go. And I let him get a half a lap ahead of me. I had the earbuds in my ears. And I had... Um, a particular song that I listen to over and over again, just to kind of give me some extra motivation. It's actually Scotland the Brave, um, done by a group called the Crofters, who have actually done somewhat of a hard rock version of Scotland the Brave. Still have the bagpipes, because it's not Scottish music if there isn't bagpipes in it. But there are some more traditional rock and roll kind of instruments in there, and it's definitely much more of a driving beat uh, than the actual song itself, if you hear it by a pipe um, ensemble. So I had that going in my head. And I take off. And I get to the second turn. And I'm feeling like, geez, this, this feels like it's a little bit quick here. Um, I can probably keep this up, I think, for probably another lap, but I think if I keep this pace up for another lap, I'm going to start to collapse on the third lap. And then again, it's a mile. i got to do four laps to make a mile. So I said, well, I'm going to have to back this off. But before I did that, I took a look at my watch. Now, normally when I do things like a magic mile, I do them by feel. I don't want to be watching a watch and, you know, 
trying to figure out, you know, oh, I'm going too fast, I'm going too slow. I want to go by how do I feel inside? Does this feel comfortably fast? If it does, it really doesn't matter how fast or slow this is. This is what I can do, and we'll find out how fast this is once four laps are done. But I knew once I got to the, you know, the far end of that second turn, so just about finishing my first quarter mile, that this felt a little bit quick. So I took a quick glance at my watch. And surprisingly, my watch looked back at me and said, you're currently running at a 648 pace. Let me tell you, um, if I had had the uh, time to all of a sudden stop and allow my jaw to hit the, uh, hit the deck, it would have. Never in my life did I figure as a 56-year-old middle-aged guy that I would be doing a quarter mile in a sub-seven-minute pace. But nonetheless, that's where I was. That, of course, is a tad too quick, and so I did kind of back off. And then I got to my final lap, and having been in track, I always think of that as the bell lap, and I can remember in certain races that had like a relay or something like that, where there actually would be a bell that would go, when the first person started their lap, you'd hear the bell going, and you'd know, this is the last lap for somebody. Hopefully it's the last lap for you and you're not so far behind. So I always hear in my head, not really, but imagine in my head, this bell going off because it's the bell lap. And for the quarter mile, I always wait until I get around the first turn. And then on that first straightaway, I pick it up. I pick it up a little bit until I get to the, the final turn, pick it up again some more in the final turn, and then everything I have goes in that last straightaway. Well, I'm happy to say that I finished my mile in 7.35 for a pace. And all right, now I know, had I been running those five miles um, on flat rather than on the, uh, the hills and dales of South Central Pennsylvania, I would have been a tad faster than the 9.35 um, that I ended up doing on hills. But what was also kind of neat is, of course, you never stop your watch directly on the mile. You get past the mile and then you hit it. And so there's about a 0.2 that goes into, you know, a second mile, even though it's, you're going to stop it there. And I noticed my pace uh, as, of course, I've crossed the line, finished my mile, I'm not accelerating anymore. So now I, I know I am starting to slow down a little bit as I'm hitting my watch. And my pace at the beginning of what would have been the fifth lap had I done one was 6.58. So I came in on that last bit of my last quarter mile at a sub seven again. Again, if I had time to allow my jaw to hit the, uh, the rug in our dining room, it would be hitting the rug right now, and I would probably need two hands to pick it up. Never in my life did I figure at the beginning of a mile or at the end of a mile 
then I would be able to maintain a sub seven mile pace. And again, this is not for bragging. This is again to give you context. Here's why I want you to have the context. The biggest barrier that you are ever going to face is not gonna be external. It is gonna be internal. It is gonna be that little demon in your head that tells you, you can't do whatever it is you're trying to do. Yes, there are gonna be people out there that are gonna be naysayers, but the person you're gonna to listen to more than anyone is that small voice in your head that says, I don't think you can do this. This is really hard. I'm not sure we can make this. This sounds too fast. This sounds too hard. This sounds too heavy. This sounds too complicated. This sounds too whatever. My advice is to ignore that voice. Go and do what you can do. Figuratively speaking, don't look at your watch. Just go do what you can do and find out what it was after you're done. You may find, like I did this Saturday, that you have a lot more ability than you've given yourself credit for. There it is. That was my, I was just thinking for today. I hope it was helpful. If it's not, you're free to go ahead and put it in the digital trash. You didn't spend any money for this podcast, so you're not out any money. But if it was helpful, try to put it to just uh, some use. And if it, you find it was helpful for you, feel free to go ahead and spread it around. I think our world could use this message um, in a lot more ways than we probably would consider. So there it is. That's my message. Be safe, be healthy, and give yourself a chance. One last thing I want to mention. Um, in one of my previous podcasts, I mentioned that um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you're able to find a question that I left for you. And uh, my buddy Nate, I want to shout out, was actually the person who actually answered it. My question at the time was, what do you like most about fall? And he mentioned he liked the cooler temperatures. Definitely as a runner, you know, we're getting, you know, 40s and 50s right now here in South Central PA, and that is spectacular to run in, long as it's not raining. Um, so thank you, Nate, for answering that question. I will put other questions out uh, in the future. But for now, that's all I had to say. Be well, and until we speak again, ciao.